Our heroes are airborne, arriving in Ardwall for a new adventure. Find out what happens when Dave takes the reins this week on The Hapless Heroes. Jarrell's still paranoid of doppelgangers, I know that. Uh, speaking of, are there any doppelgangers? Hello and welcome back to the other side of the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening and for this upcoming adventure. I always thought of our podcast as more of like a Mobius strip. There's just one side, right? Yeah, you're just fooled into thinking there's two sides, (laughs) right? Like that one of us is somehow, you know, the more cunning or horrible one. <laughs> you're no, both no. cruel in your own way. Yes. You're, you're, you're both right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we find different ways to reach in. So we'll start by introducing our cast. To my left is Zach as Perda Lincolnwoods. Uh, greetings. To his left is John as Lord Jarrell the Light. I do wonder what Felix wanted. To his left... We have Francesco bringing us the fabulous return of the fantastic Felix Fizzlebottom. I have a plan. To his left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Another adventure in my book. And rounding out our party to his left, we have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm so glad I've got my brains back. I wasn't left behind. Did, did you get your brains back? We'll yeah, see. there was there was a restoration spell. Did, that was the first it, thing some, on the dock. Yeah, at some point by the time we get back, I feel like, you know, yes. we probably have a staff cleric aboard the airship. At least for, you know, uh, you know these 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 sorts of uh, between yeah. uh, plot hook ailments. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. like there's no point carrying right. that on any further. We yeah, I figured I, when you plumped my my mumbling ass down, you know, somebody knew before we lift off. We should probably make sure this guy's not gonna you know make a mess of the ship while we get up <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the method was. Maybe a restoration spell. Maybe someone was wanged him on the head with a frying pan or something. We may never know. Maybe no. some. No, um, <laughs> no, because we're just hand waving it away. Maybe How some, many licks uh, does it take? Sensual healing yeah. <laughs> from doctor to do. He just like kept talking at me, and the ASMR voice just healed my body. <laughs> All you smell is sausages. <laughs> right. It's a very cool. strange ASMR experience. God. <laughs> it's an assault upon all of the senses at once. Hey, it worked. All right. Don't send the man older. So, as we are, we are aboard the airship, returning to Ardwall, triumphant from this latest adventure. Where and we're not we, racing there, correct? Like, we didn't. No, no. Okay. No, no. Because, you know, when you're badass like this, you walk away. <laughs> or you cruise away at normal airship speeds, like right. it's like you've been there before. Try to catch up. 
<laughs> that sl- slow mo walk away from the explosion. Yes, that's, right. that's how I feel right. about it. Well, uh, just making sure because last time Jarrell uh, challenged Zero to go get there as fast as he could, mm-hmm. not thinking that we needed a short rest after. Like I'm still half dead. Oh, we need a long <laughs> rest. Right, we didn't yeah. even get a short one. Yeah, and it, it'll take some time to get back to Ardwall. Let's say going at a normal cruising speed. <laughs> hmm. We'll call it eight hours. Ooh. Oh, just easy. Okay. Yeah. Full we'll, night sleep. Yeah, we'll just make it the long rest. Right. Uh, what a perfect image, though. Zero wearing the aviators as, like, Project 11 kind of crumples a little bit. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. the airship slowly floats away. <laughs> like, I think we said off camera, we we saved Project 11 only in the broadest of possible right. terms. Right. Like, it's a smoldering ruin that more or less resembles what Project 11 was. It's still standing. Uh, it's yeah. still standing. Yeah. It's probably not totaled, but really well, close to yeah. the line there where insurance would write it off if this thing were insured. I mean, it poured molten lava on that Jed Dim. Slag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Weapon slag. Right. Because yeah. he fired the cannon. I mean, he dove off the ship to begin with, so. Yeah. Well... I feel like in internal Omega Project documents, our our mission was described as like a technical help. <laughs> <laughs> Successful with problems. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> problems were encountered. Solutions were unorthodox. Solutions are someone else's uh, problem now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Felix is not. Yeah, you know, it's not even. It's not with you guys. He's waiting for you in Ardwall. Yes. So everyone will catch up to Felix, but is anybody doing anything specific on the way back to Ardwall? Um, can we do a little bit of restocking from the whoever is manning our ship? Like, do how, what do we have on the ship? I remember just saying like basic adventuring supplies, yeah. like so, like did, ball bearings, caltrops, yeah. pitons. Right? Like, Could I get my javelins that I lost a long time yeah. ago back, and, <laughs> and also my rope? If they're not yes. magical, we're just gonna hand wave basic supplies like that at this yeah. point. We right. are a, we are powerful enough and have at least like a mild enterprise when it comes to like our our people and allies and whatnot that basic weaponry should not be hard to come by. Yeah, but we've come into several situations where we need. 200 feet of rope and we have 150 feet of rope so if we just brought more rope <laughs> yes so I want five rope yeah you want, <laughs> so you want hold on so you want 250 feet of rope yes okay alright the 11 o'clock shadow has <laughs> the, the wrap yeah and how thick that wrap would right. be around Jarrell's armor <laughs> you just, around just around wearing it. rope yeah <laughs> The 11 o'clock shadow has a highly competent supply officer whose name completely escapes all of you. He's a very unremarkable sort of guy. He could be anywhere between the ages of 20 and 50. He's going a little gray, but it's that gray that looks good. So what you're saying is we don't know if he pays attention to inventory, but we just can have. No, he pays <laughs> enough attention where he knows what you need already. He knows cool. what kind of consumables everybody's going to use. Especially because he can check with the notes of someone who's taking notes on everything that's going on. But surely he isn't responsible for maintaining Pregnard's chicken noodle soup. Is he? Um, no, Pregnard stays right on top of that. Do we I, have? Yeah, I feel like that Pregnard soup would be magic? sourcing his own ingredients. <laughs> In multiple cases, yeah. we've <laughs> used that soup as a cure-all. Yeah. So. 
I would also like more soup. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of what you're getting. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering at least. Okay, good. Jarrell wants soup. Pregnant soup. Um, and javelins, but mostly soup. I would say uh, Hedrick is just refamiliarizing himself with normalcy, trying to play his instruments, trying to relearn everything and get his voice back. Um, and then on the other half, I would say Ari is now just meditating. She is trying to take in the fact that she's surrounded by a bunch of strange people with strange technology that she's never really encountered before, but she has faith that she's doing the right thing. I'm also confident that someone at this point, maybe Stenton, has tried to put her to work. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Stenton has tried. I, I, I don't know. Is she a responsible enough sort where she would actually go along with she, someone like Stenton? She feels indebted to you for allowing her to partake, you know, and help you guys. Um, also, the fact that she gets to stay with you guys. So at least there is some sort of what she's used to, a small community. Sure. Um, and in that regard, she really is willing to do just about anything, provided she gets time to rest. But one more competent person who's balancing out people like Frankie who really aren't. Right. No, she would She would definitely, if there was just idle time, she is always uh, trying to help out in some way, even if she's just reaching to the top shelf or trying to help something on the mast or whatever. Or rigging, I guess. It's rigging, not mast, right? Sure. Are there like wings? Are there like wings off the side of this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if there's any adjustments or whatever, she. Else yeah. Has also, um, airbag maintenance. Oh, big time. Or gas bag maintenance or big whatever time. we call big it. Big time. The gas bag. Yeah. But Hedrick's talking about Frankie. <laughs> he is very high maintenance. And what a gas. Yeah. There's all kinds of gases and fumes coming from the area of Frankie Wild. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so the, the travel back to. Um, yeah, anyone else? I guess like, was there anyone else yeah. doing anything? Uh, I'm just, you know, recording my adventures <laughs> with my crew. Recording them? Yeah. Well, writing them down. It's crazy. That's what we're doing right now, too. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> record is in recording that in that. No, I know. I just. Fantasy I, world. Of course. Of I, recording. Just. Are you, are you dropping more bottles? Like, oh, do you drop right. bottles out of the ship? Oh, that, yeah. Little parachute. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little notes little, in the bottle. Yeah, with little, like, like yeah, cloth parachutes as they just kind of float down from the, yeah. That's Stories in a bottle. Dropping them over the masses. <laughs> Story in a bottle. Uh, yeah. Pregnart, Pregnart <laughs> and Peridol. Sorry. Pregnart and Peridol are uh, sharpening their blades and... Uh, Pregnard's uh, working on a top secret new recipe. Top secret? Mm. That's right. Is it spicy? Well, if I told you that, it wouldn't be very top secret, would it? Do you even send to do out for, uh, for anything on this one, or is it secret even from him? Wait, what? From to do. Pregnard's recipe. The ingredients. Because he usually fetches you ingredients yeah. one at a time. Here's the thing. You probably remember the ingredients, and then you just forget because you're a forgetful oh, yeah. for old, old, yeah. old uh, man anyways. Right. So I have, I have no clue. Didu would not have any idea what he's concocting in there. No. There weren't any out-of-the-ordinary uh, ingredient requests. All right. <laughs> I love it. Certainly the entire ship is abuzz with curiosity. Yes. Wondering what these <laughs> smells and strange, you know, sounds, sounds even. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's going to say sounds for sure. There is. You smell some cumin? 
Mm-hmm. You smell some celery. Ooh. And I mean, I don't, but... smell leeks. Ooh. Interesting. Nice. Mm. That's what I got for you. Muggle leeks. <laughs> well, you know, Tabby's on the airship, actually. He's probably hiding in a corner somewhere, just like... Pushing you know, a broom. Same corner. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just observing. Maybe potentially, you know, given, you know, just hanging out with Zero, just uh, watching him teach Jed Dim some things. Yeah. If uh, if Tabi were interested in learning, he could definitely be of uh, service on the deck. He looks engaged, but he's very reserved still. Okay, that's fine. Um, you know, Zero is paying as much attention to Tabi as he is to Jed Dim. Um Obviously, he's teaching Jed Dim more and more about piloting airships because right. he's the first student. He's trying to get him spun up on being able to teach other students. He's just sort of the first that he's been teaching. But he's also definitely keeping an eye on him because, well, he died and then he wasn't. Died. Is he aware of that? Is Zero aware of this? More importantly, is Jed aware of this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well... Did we, as a party, see this happen to Jed Dim with the slag? No. Yeah, well... Didu saw it. Didu saw it. And Toast saw it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> did Didu... And Pregnard caused it. Okay, right. then. I want to retract a little bit. Did Didu tell anybody? No. Nobody, okay. nobody talked to okay, Didu, good. really. Then Zero couldn't know this. I apologize. I forgot did, what did, I do and don't know there. Did Didu did, did uh, tell Pregnard? Pregnard was there. They didn't just talk about it after the fact. They witnessed it, right? <laughs> but did Pregnard see it? I don't remember. No, Pregnard pushed the button that made it happen. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> Ari, Ari was also with you guys, yeah. although she didn't know anything as far as who was who and who did what. She barely why. knew Jed Dim right. before he was yeah. dead. But no, she recognizes life and death, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in, in lava and then back again just fine. You know, is uncharacteristic, uh, yeah. <laughs> uncanny. Yeah, of what a normal person would do, right? You know, the whole like dying and reincarnating. So yeah, I'm sure Ari may have shared that with you because you are one of the heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and zero, zero, when he hears it, he's oh, at least appears pensive for a moment. Then he sighs in a very kind of kind of way. You can almost hear the disappointment in the servos there for a second. <laughs> He's disappointed that Jed Dim has died and come back to life? But then, more worried, but oh, then okay. straightens up. Welcome to the cutting edge of saving the world. Strange things happen here. You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and now is Jed still, like, showing that he can be a, a good pilot? Like, is he still doing a good job, or...? Because um, he Jed, seemed like he was a good worker before, yeah, and now yeah. he's <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, he's high. He is highly competent. He ne- he never really puts himself out as the best, but he is excellent at what he does. Does he also have the leather jacket and the aviators? Oh yes. Okay. So kinda, those right. are part of the uniform. I was kind of hoping, and now this is me just injecting something completely random here, but that he was wearing like a helmet at all times, but like a helmet that was so like obscurative that like you could never hear the words he's saying. He just always nods along. <laughs> or is that, or is that <laughs> yeah, 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 too yeah, yeah, much yeah. of a parallel? I, I feel like we're getting too, too much to Kenny, and I feel like <laughs> we, 
this, we owe this NPC a little more than being a little faceless and voiceless. You're right. Right. Like if we're gonna keep killing him, he better he better live a little in between. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but yes, the aviators, the leather jacket with the uh, with the wool at the neck. Nice. Oh, they look the part, and so Zero is dividing his attention between solely teaching Jed Dim and catching up with Tavi because, well. A lot's gone on with Tavi in the meantime, and honestly, when you're warforged and you move at the speed of machine, a lot more has gone on for you than for most people. Right. I mean, Tavi just, if anything, if you're catching up with him, he'll start explaining to you, like, all the planes of existence that he and 31 Squared traveled to prior to finally making it back here. And he's just keeps saying how happy he is to, like, finally be back with his friends. I think Ari would be very interested in that. Hedrick is still just about on the deck looking at the clouds playing his loot. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that's what's happening on the airship. Yep. And so that encompasses about the next eight hours of travel. A good long rest for those who need a long rest. Take a long rest. Mm-hmm. There we go. It looks like most of you have already done at least something. Man, Felix is so rested from all that downtime. Looks good on him. I was, just, was it downtime? Were you just vacationing out on that? No. No, but the hottest, vacation, the hottest vacation spot in the land is Downtime Abbey. <laughs> oh, my God. Weird. Downtime Abbey. Love it. So the airship arrives back at Ardwall to a, I don't want to say a hero's welcome, but a little more than just a, you know, wave high and a, you know, a firm handshake when you come back. There's a little bit of enthusiasm. There's I also mean, probably, you guys are mostly also, heroes. Right. right. There's also probably security around, like, you know, where the airship is being docked. Yeah. There's, uh, that's the other part is it's becoming a very serious time. Right. Right. How's the Armada coming? The Armada is coming. You can see a vast field on your way in of airships being constructed. Sweet. <laughs> right, but I mean it's like it you know, it's only been like a short time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, since uh since you guys left. Like you managed right. to handle that in a few days. Yeah. Like one thing you do notice amongst the uh, growing hulls is that a lot of work is being done by well, successors to the Project Zero. Something in between Project Zero and Project Eleven, more of a like utility Project Zero point five. Ooh, okay. uh, based on Zero's uh, initial yeah um, experiments. Oh, that's who are yeah. building most of it. Uh, that uh, they're being used for a lot of things, like any heavy labor, like carrying large pieces or moving them into place. Or Do even we like have a droid army. Like those like Boston Dynamics type, like yeah. you know, like helper bot things. Yes, yeah, that's pretty much exactly yeah. it. Is they don't have much personality beyond a highly diligent working dog. Right. Uh, can they hold a crossbow? <laughs> No, that that's a sweet. that is a different project that's doing that. Cool. The Omega Project loves specialization. They're in arbitrary numbers for their projects. Yes. Right. The numbers are <laughs> all over the place based entirely upon the whims of the team that has taken it on. Because all the t- different teams have very different personalities. Right. Yeah, as we learned uh, from the jerks of Lab 25. <laughs> yes. 
yeah, it, it's the project itself gets really clannish into specific project teams that wind up sticking together for a little too long and almost becoming like little clans in themselves. Mm-hmm. And some of these have been going on for generations, and they're just sort of pursuing this intersection of magic and science at their whim. Cool. Now, I do have kind of an aside question. Did we... The chief executive, what would, what did he sound like? Uh, JFK. Yes. Yes, he would. <laughs> I think I can do that. <laughs> um, perfect. <laughs> I figured that would be a good something we had some good crossover on. Uh, you probably have it way better than I do, too. I might just be at the edge of Diamond Joe Quimby. <laughs> the diamond edge as it were <laughs> oh here we go <laughs> and I, I did write to the fellas to you know to make it back whenever when, you know whenever's clever yeah like I, 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 miss my, I miss my peoples yes so I imagine um, upon returning to Ardwell and getting through security um, nobody's really officially there to greet you. You're sort of left to your own devices in the base. Could I be there to greet them? You absolutely <laughs> could be there. I just didn't want to speak for you. I could just speak. For oh no, that's fine. I wasn't sure if you had other plans for Felix. Yeah, I know. Felix is definitely like just he's just standing there with his hands, kind of like you know, like very relaxed, like folded behind his back, just like anxiously and happily awaiting your return. <laughs> oh. Uh, Jarrell is on the deck waiting for us to be docked, and I give a short wave to Felix. Um, yeah, d- definitely give you guys the the one armed uh, wave, like you know, just. In fact, he's actually pretty excited. He's doing both arms. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> jumping around and stuff. Like it's very, it's rare that Felix is very happy and excited. I feel like he's always got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he's uh, he's doing. He's excited. Very happy to see you. Is Tessa there to meet with us? Or is she leaving it? Uh. No, she is conspicuously absent. Okay. Or maybe inconspicuously absent. I don't know if you're looking for her or not. Right. Uh-huh. Like, or who we were making a point to somebody. Right. The, summit's, the summit is probably still happening. Like, they're probably all the leaders and people are off doing their own things, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Summits are these big, long things, especially in a pre-fast communication world people save it all up for years and then get all this shit out at meetings so there is a lot of sidebars and um, diplomacy between individual nations going on here because it's convenient and because people don't really see each other that often the world is still pretty big until these airships get going and then it's going to get a whole lot smaller in a damn hurry right So, so we dock. So we're docked, and Felix is there. Hey guys. Uh, Jarrell's definitely on the deck to greet Felix. Yeah, uh, like, let's come down. Like let's let's hang. Let's let maybe like let's not hang out on the ship. Like there's so many other cool places to hang out here. We're on a fucking res- like we're on like essentially an island. The board was just placed down, Felix. Did you to jump? <laughs> well, because you just keep waving to me from up there. So why don't you just come down? I, like, I let's am. Let's hang out. Okay. <laughs> So impatient. He keeps waving to me from on top of the ship. Well, I feel like we've kind of established like, multiple times that, okay, we're pulling up. Okay, we're right. still pulling up. Like, just get off the fucking ship. 
Gerald is off the ship. Parking an airship is a little more work than you seem to think it is. Yeah, I I guess I'm not really thinking about uh, the uh, effort (laughs) that is being expended to park the thing. That's like the friend that's picking you up at the airport and like you've just landed and they're like, where are you? You're late. Why are you not here? (laughs) You get off the plane, dude. I'm like, there's stuff going on. There's more (laughs) happening. Exactly. The plank just doesn't instantly plunk down like, <laughs> under the ground. Yeah, I'm actually genuinely curious what what it look does, does this is zero letting Jed park it or is zero still parking? Zero it? is letting Jed park it and he is overseeing. And Jed because he's competent and doesn't risk the lives of civilians in the way that <laughs> wait, Zero I thought kind Zero of does. was the world's best airship pilot. Yes, but he's under the effects of the mug of the boss. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> I, I'm being um, Yeah. Incredulous, yeah. Or indignant it, there's or a strange reality <laughs> distortion. There, there's a problem when you become a hero of a certain stature. Is that reality sort of warps around you a little bit? I don't know what you're talking about. Here at the cutting edge of saving the world, weird <laughs> shit happens, and because of Zero's celebrity, people are strangely willing to ignore the fact that he's running over civilians. Wow, because big damn heroes can kind of do that and mm. really <laughs> should they <laughs> the nations of the world have accepted a certain degree of collateral damage along with uh, you because you've proven yourselves to be while unorthodox in ways that people couldn't even begin to describe is this is this beginning the, the definition of corruption no this is people are willing to turn the other cheek because you're getting shit done in a time mm. when they really need people who are able to get shit done and are crazy enough to go up against the bullshit that you are about to walk into in the coming year. Right. So corruption. Got it. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Running innocent people over with an airship. Not, and getting away with uh, it. It's all right. Not on purpose. <laughs> Your we, we've, done, we've done way worse. They were doing we've done way worse. Um, excuse me. <laughs> These this airship is like the first of its kind. Yeah, like mm. you say corruption, but I think we just say cost of doing business. Okay, I mean, sure. that's I mean that's also sure. a ho- I mean honestly though, it is a horrible way to look at it. But <laughs> I mean even Quinn is a little confused by this. But yeah, right, I'm with cool. Quinn. Yeah, but all this right. this does tend to keep happening, right? Like, Where it's like mm. whenever it's getting parked, like people are getting run over. Zero <laughs> is however unaware that this is happening. Right. Cuz he he could not process this sort of thing even if he wanted to. He's just sure. not built for it. So he doesn't see his own celebrity. He's just kind of in Zero's tunnel vision y world. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about my character. Now he's back at Ardwall and we can just kind of shift him off into a corner to go do sciencey things for a while. Yeah. Right. And I don't have to talk about him because I'm already busy being the world and I don't need to hog up that extra space with Zero. Cool. So yeah. go sit in your lab, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Phoenix, what have you been up to now that we've actually docked? So I <laughs> kind of secluded myself for a little bit on uh, one of the smaller, like, little proxy islands uh, off the coast here uh, at one of the uh, pop-up labs that the project has set up and was looking into that eye. Remember that, that gem that was we've th- we determined to be, you know, some sort of connection to uh, dark things? 
Yes, you didn't, of course. You didn't show us that, Jim. No. <laughs> what, Jim? So, okay. <laughs> um, we're, I'm going to just slowly catch him up on, on some things as yeah. we walk and talk our way down to um, the private cabanas. Yeah. It's um, a, well, how much do you want to catch him up on, and do you want to that knowledge, knowledge to be public not, to the rest of the table? I am going to tell Jarrell. Okay. For now. Because this is the type of thing that he, I mean, if he chooses to share it with everybody else, that's fine. But I want it to filter through Jarrell first. Okay. Um, I guess this is my roundabout way of saying that. Because of the fact that I, I, I'd be, I don't want to be cagey with him. Like, I just, like, at this point, we've faced enough terrible things together that it's like, if, if I don't let these guys in to what's, like, happening in my world, like, we're going to be fucked later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like there's no 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 subterfuge at this point between right. friends. Just you know selective information. So, um, I will tell you that this 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 artifact that uh, you know came into my possession after the gems all fused together. Right. Um, you put is, all the scrying orbs together yes. in the real world, not in yes. the bag, and they fused into a ball. It is connected to Vecna, the who, the, the the god of death and awful things that is uh, currently fucking with. Lots of stuff. The one who stole Tarantis, like right, right, all should, bad who, things. Should we be holding that ourselves? Should so, we share this with anyone? Oh my God! Why would you do that? You we have. Can, we, we can trust each wh- other. What did you call it again? What, what was its name? Uh, so, um, if <laughs> if the research that I've done is correct. I'm just asking uh, what its name was. If you could rename it for me it's right now. The Third Eye of Vecna. And you wh- wh- now where is it currently? It's in a secure lab. What do you do Off with shore. eyes? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> Don't worry. It is inside of a bag of holding in an extra dimensional space so that it can there is no identifiable Location well, information. I should hope it just stays there. <laughs> because is because Vecna because... would clearly be baffled by a simple bag of holding. Right. But the power of... I that... have let a few select project members know who are working at this lab to treat it with the utmost care and precaution, but I figured it, it's better to be offshore on an island somewhere than in my fucking pocket. I'm glad it's not in your pocket, yes. Yes, I don't want to be carrying that around with me right now. How big is it? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like an, like a like a big eye, like a like a like an ogre's eye. An ogre's eye. Okay. Like the actual back. size of a human eyeball, which is like a baseball. Than see <laughs> right? Yeah. I forget how big it actually is. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, human eye is about golf ball, maybe a little. Yeah, you know, between golf ball and baseball. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. All right, so it's on this island. Sure. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's offshore. You just intend to keep it there, then? I continued to keep research. I I, I plan to continue researching it. What have you found out so far? We can talk later about that. I mean, we're going to have to. Do you research it in the dimensional space? I mean, how do you run a, a test 
in a place that doesn't exist, right? Look, I can, <laughs> I can. Uh, so, it, so our, I thought you were just disclosing this only to Jarrell. Uh, yeah. At this point, I'm sure people have been uh, yeah. listening in. Okay, Every, everybody's walked off the ship. I mean, Hedrick was about to burst into song, and still he started hearing about this. Uh, this here. Orb. Yeah, Felix <laughs> is probably Felix is not really good at talking quietly when he's <laughs> talking to his friends, anyways. So. Um, yeah, it's fine. Everyone else hears it. Uh, like I said, there's no need to be secretive among my friends. Uh, I just, you know, would prefer to filter right. or control the you information getting telling, out of yeah, the group. You started telling Jarrell and everybody else kind of walked up. You know what I mean? Like, want to just be sure that, like, you know, because this is potentially very dangerous and myself and a very select few trustworthy scientists from the project are looking into this, I do not want to put any other people in danger. And it's just, it is very dark, and I'm still trying to discern its true properties. I know that I know for a fact, though, that if anyone gets too close, it might fuse to their face. And we're trying to avoid that. Okay. Yes. So it is in a controlled and contained environment hmm. as we study it. How did you find out it would fuse to people's faces? Well, it didn't, and that's the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> He can't tell you any more than that. Great. It's under control, Drell. I don't think I, I just like I, I just need you to understand this. Thing. Like, look, it's not like I just have been keeping this all to myself. Like, we were all carrying these things around for 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 months, and then this happened. Okay, so like, I'm just I'm saying like I'm handling the situation, uh, and I'm letting you in uh, as someone I trust. You because you're saying? all complicit. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Like, we're like we're we're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Quinn, actually, if you would just maybe omit this particular, you know, detail from your from your from your stories, just for a little bit, just for a little bit, I'd really appreciate it. It's it's for public safety. You can't stare over radio. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what my, my my response to that is. Right. Besides, I'm sorry. Glare over radio. Right. I was going to say besides um, glare at me IRL. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> You can trust discretion from me. You know, I actually don't doubt that. All right. I'm actually more offended that you didn't trust discretion. I just know that you... you, you. Look, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, sometimes, like, you know, you you just kind of get on a roll and and then your ego gets away from you. That's all. That's all. (laughs) I say that as a friend. I say that as a friend. Ouch, Felix. I say that as a friend. And not, not totally someone who just had it happen to him. <laughs> and not that, what that disembodied voice just said. <laughs> Felix, have you read any of his, his little papers? I have, yeah. Aren't yeah. they amazing? So you're aware of how false they all are, yes. False? <laughs> of, yes, of course. I've read half of those. There are I certainly know. <laughs> some liberties taken with the truth there, buddy. I'm just going to be honest with you. Every you author. were the one who slayed the dragon. It, you did not. <laughs> I helped. You said you slayed every dragon. Every author. The first you wormling you came in contact right. with. You said you <laughs> leapt 30 feet into the air and plunged your dagger in its eye. I don't even think that dagger has ever seen a drop of blood on it, Quinn. Every author has <laughs> his perspective. Uh-huh. Hedrick is just Are they saying. not selling? You're getting Are all of the money. Are we not more famous <laughs> because of my books? I mean, 
listen, I'm not saying that like you giving us renown and fame isn't necessarily um, a bad thing. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe painting some of our other deeds in a more positive light uh, has definitely gone a long ways for our reputation. Thank you. So uh, definitely kind of credit for that. But, you know, like, it, it could... You could give credit to, like, some other people in this group. Every Dragon Queen. Every, every, they, they think you did every single one of them. I have people <laughs> shouting at me, I have a plan in a comic way. Every, I had good plans. <laughs> sure. And every story needs a hero. Yeah, Why would sure. I not choose myself as the hero? Because everyone deserves to be the hero sometimes, Quinn, not just you. Y'all um, help me in some way. I just said y'all. <clears throat> you all help me in some way. Yes. Sometimes we, uh, sometimes, you know, you were helping us and someone else was being heroic, not you. Like Jarella here, who has stabbed so many things and solved, strangely, so many problems by doing that. Jarella stabbed things in my stories. Uh-huh. It, it, all the little stuff. Skeletons and you know what's being stabbed goblins. right now? My heart. Oh my! Get over yourself. I love you. Um, is Dilbertrum standing by? <laughs> Dilbertrum is always just at the very edges of the scene, right near the uh, right near the side curtain. So as Jarrell walks away from Quinn, um, he looks and notices Dilbertrum in a smile as he continues down. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, doesn't Quinn still think that he's just pretty much a Recording, stenographer? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so Quinn also believes that, that Dilbertram, like, follows suit with Quinn's perspective. Well, yeah, but you also had that horrible dream. <laughs> Which was a dream. Right. Mm-hmm. Jarrell's still paranoid of doppelgangers, I know mm-hmm. that. Uh, speaking of, are there any doppelgangers? <laughs> <laughs> are you using something to divine the presence of doppelgangers? Um, divine do I sense? have anything? Divine sense wouldn't tell me if there were doppelgangers nearby. I don't know. I would evil doppelgangers. More likely than not, it would be a perception check. Yeah, I was, I was using divine as a verb, not the noun. Yeah. <laughs> or the adjective, rather. Yeah, it would probably just be a perception check for doppelgangers. <laughs> Can you do a perception check for doppelgangers? This I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Dave. Can he? <laughs> would it be? Would it be? I even, feel like it defeats it, the purpose of doppelgangers. Well, no, <laughs> would perception check. Wouldn't it be? A, it wouldn't it be a a a challenge against a deception check though? So whether he could perceive whether he's being deceived. Oh my god! I would take that at <laughs> right? a pretty ridiculous modifier. Otherwise, what's the fucking point of doppelgangers? Right. Well, they're <laughs> bad doppelgangers. So you're you're, you're, you're telling me there's no doppelgangers. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I need to do is just write like you've, half CR versions you've, of things with bad in front of it. <laughs> yeah. You've never you've never had somebody point out like, oh, this person looks like so and so, and you're like, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It's happened. You know it. It yeah. has. Yeah. I've definitely. A doppelganger with a low that. wisdom score, so Those he's just not like very precise at his copies. <laughs> oh, God. So I think that answers your question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you want to make a perception check, you better swing for the damn fence. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. He's going to. So if I get a nat 20, I'm going to. A 17. 
That's better than I better or whatever. That one no. guard's face looks a little doughy to you. Oh God. Who does he but remind But he also me of? might just be <laughs> fat. Ouch. Oh, okay. You have no idea. Well, if he's a fake guard or not. So after I see Delbertram, I see this fake fake guard. He might be a doppelganger. All right. He might be a doppelganger. <laughs> he might just be <laughs> having an allergic reaction. A doppelganger <laughs> to a guard? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to leave it at. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm trying you know, to think of how many guards do we really uh, have on honestly, this ship. Honestly, actually, if I th- if I were to really think about it, I think that Jarrell would be really fucked up the next time he encounters twins. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sure. and I know exactly how I'm going to do this. Okay. Oh, great. Um, hey, you get adoring followers too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. And what's wor- what better to do than ruin twins for you? Right. Or you ruin twins. Whoa. No. Why do you Fucking bards, man. Fucking bards. Giggity, giggity. No one else was going there but you. No, I mean, that's what I bring to the table. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, my God. Disgusting. You disgust me. You're welcome. Um... All right. So I, at this point, like I, I, like I said, I can recap stuff for Jarrell and the and the group, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, try to figure out, I guess, like what's like, get a get a get a pulse on like the goings on around here at this point now. Like it's time to make a plan, and I need to I need to figure out like if there's ways to you know. Have we developed a timetable yet? Um, it's, it's months from it, now. Yeah, still. It, there's still some things to happen before this gets done. Right, but like, how are things going up uh, to the to the northwest? Where um, to the northwest? Scrag had been destroyed and everything, and then Scrag has been destroyed. And while the forces of whatever is going on up there, you know, which flavor of darkness you're not sure, but it's some flavor of darkness. One of one of the competitors for asshole who fucks up the world is fucking things up and has gotten past Scrag and is sort of pushing their way down the coast. There's a peninsula just to the south of that, and it doesn't appear to be spoken for on the map, so I get to invent a land. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the the battles going on at at the last one. Right. So but, but hopefully the Project that, 11 will help that. Yeah, well, the ways that those were described, too, it's like they're holding, but like, you know, just kind of based on the frequency and intensity of the attacks, like everyone's sort of under the impression that something is building again. Right. So this area, which is about equal distance between um, the lands of the Troll King the uplands in the kingdom of the sea lords this peninsula i'm going to call the trination peninsula and it's sort of a unincorporated ish area in between the three that has people from all three who have kind of drifted out but they really haven't gone to the trouble of establishing borders out here it's a pretty kind of a frontier sort of place. Sure. Yeah. Like, the people out here live pretty lean. 
And if they're not living lean, they have gone out of their way to not be disturbed. What's it called again? Uh, the Trination Peninsula. Um, is there any sort of like um, government or like kingdom fiefdom, any sort of? Um, there's not really much government past the town level. Yeah, not no, no one's no one's coming out this far to collect taxes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, it's not even worth it to come this far so, to take 10% of some farmer's turnips because you aren't even going to be able to yeah. eat them before you get back. So they don't follow the rule of any particular area around no, them. They no, just do their own thing. they also okay. don't really... They kind of have the protection of all three of these areas, but they don't really have the protection right. of any of these areas. Attention is a bit divided right now to yeah. larger problems. Yeah, and now with... Scrag having more or less fallen, mm -hmm. the kind of governments out towards the uplands and Eamon Vale and to the Kingdom of the Sea Lords are starting to sort of tighten it up a little bit. Right. I mean, like, you have, you have like, orcs and trolls and, like, hobgoblins and like, monstrous races, like, fighting alongside humans right now. Yeah. At these, like, battlefronts. So, uh, times are, uh, times are truly different indeed right now. So the uplands, there's sort of a river out to the west. Uh, we're just going to call it the Great Northern River. Sure, because it's a great river. Yeah, and it's, the right, at the, it's right at the north end of uh, Blood Bay there. And it sort of is the unofficial border between the uplands proper and that Tri-Nation Peninsula there. Sure. And then the Kingdom of the Sea Lords is also pretty well-defined. It's what islands are they going to protect versus what islands are they not going to prioritize. Right. And it's mostly going to be their main island right now because things are getting really tight in the world. And so it sort of leaves the forces of whatever particular darkness that we haven't really defined who this is yet, whether it's whatever evil was lurking before or if it's the forces of Vecna, it's unclear because there aren't a ton of reports coming from the area. Because right, exactly. But 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 there's at least enough information that there's some shit going on. Yeah. Well, rather, there's a lack of information that indicates very loudly that something is going on. Makes sense. So uh, that's that's probably we should probably check yes. that out then. So mm -hmm. it's starting to bear down towards the Trination Peninsula. Okay. So I guess like I'm sorry. I, I, I know I, I know that Bosch has been talking to Jarrell for a long time about this because that's okay. his people's land that we're taking over. Sure. Um. So I guess Felix or uh, Jarrell would send um, Sven to gather all of you. So he would oh, go in and knock on each other. You mean manservant? No, 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 uh, not manservant. Um, Hans. Hans, 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 would, Hans oh. would go. Hans would go. Uh, so Hans knocks on all your doors and says, Jarrell would like to meet with you. And then he'd just run to the next door and knock on it. Jarrell would like to meet with you. Send your people for us. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I'm sorry. And where did this information come from, um, Dave? This sort of, um, uh, this is sort of the general hubbub as you get back. I understand. Okay, where so Felix would know this because he's here. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure, like, I wasn't sure if there was like, a specific source or just kind of like the general discussions. Yeah. It's like part of like these like you know yeah. big meetings the that are happening. Yeah, this isn't just the big meetings, but the people are worried yeah. because yeah. people who knew folks up there haven't heard have back. Have not them. heard anything. Not getting any letters. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, for the troll king to even be here is a huge sign. 
Right. That like shit's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The troll king is essentially here in exile at this point. Right. Like he doesn't have a kingdom to really go back to. Yeah, he has I mean he has warriors to lead, but yeah, know, there's that's yeah. general stone hoofs up there, so yeah. we're all good. Still fighting probably, yeah. Right. Still fighting, but the few pockets of civilians and civilians was always in air quotes in the land of the troll king to begin with. Sure. But, you know, there are you know, there are the you know, the too old, the you know, uh, the two young and the caregivers who can't really fight at any given time. Sure. And they have mostly been in sort of a caravan exodus heading south through that tri-peninsula area to get in the future they might get airlifted but right now sort of boat evacuated almost like Dunkirk at the right. south end of sure. the Tri-Nation Peninsula there. Um, so yeah, I guess like once we if we once we all get together, you know, if we're having sort of a little our, our little meeting, right? Right. We are all sitting. Just discuss this, yeah. Probably at the ship's table. I imagine we'd be back on the ship because like we can go and have rooms. This is like our thing too. Well, we have. Do we have like our private cabanas here? Oh yeah, cabanas on the beach. So we'll meet at yours. Yeah. yeah. Right. So <laughs> you all enter, and Jarrell and Basha are sitting at the table. And Jarrell will just say to all of you, I, I do believe that things are getting much, much worse in the Northwest, especially from the news I'm hearing. Yeah, we've heard some people uh, whispering stuff and like, you know, there's some, definitely some passing conversations. It's sort of been the talk for the last couple of days. If we don't control that, the entire West Coast is in jeopardy. Yeah, uh, it seems like, you know, everyone else's di- attention is divided elsewhere. And, you know, I, I, we are, uh, I guess, the heroes of Tal'Doria. So why not? Uh, you know, this is a challenge we can probably take uh, take on. I mean, An who entire else is army of the undead, it? bring it. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's not maybe like, let's not fight an entire army, Jarrell. Like, let's be smart about this, but. Uh, We've done it before. I think it's worth looking into. <laughs> we, 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 we do have an airship. Yes. I think it's pretty simple. Thwarting evil is our business. And Felix got that radiant sickness. <laughs> oh, man. Jabral hates undead, so witness. Joy from your boy to the world like Christmas. <laughs> We're hot. Formerly Hokov. We're checking that naughty list like Santa Claus. <laughs> Dude, it's like well after Christmas. <laughs> He's getting saved up for a I while. I love it. I love it because you you couldn't sing it at the time. I love it. I, I mean, like I said, this is all like months old. <laughs> well done. How do you like this material, fellas? Paradil, do you agree? I love it. Oh yeah, I agree. Are you ready to uh, get into some unknown? Horrors. Well, I think we've got to get to the bottom of this. And, you know, I, I love leading the pack, spearheading any mission where I can get my knife wet. General Paradiddle Lincoln Woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The way you just said that kind of <laughs> made me feel a little uncomfortable. I got a little... <laughs> never mind. Feeling a little bloodlusty. My Damn. quiver quivered. <laughs> Whoa, easy there. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess <laughs> right, we're in. So, Let's go. Is that, aren't, you, um, aren't you glad you're back, Felix? <laughs> so, the general consensus of the party is to head in this direction. Yeah. What would your timetable for leaving be? I mean, let's. Okay. First of all, what day of the week is it? We should tell people that we're leaving. 
<laughs> I will determine what day of the week it is. I thought it's always Thursday. By rolling a D7? A D8. <laughs> and I'm going to play nice and wait Thursday as uh, two results. Yeah. <laughs> One and two for Thursday and anything else beyond that. Is not a Thursday. Yes. And uh, that's a eight. So it is. Must be Wednesday. Tuesday. Ugh. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It'll be Wednesday. It's going to be a Wednesday. Yes. Ugh. One before. So you have. It, we, today is a Wednesday. Oh, okay. today's a Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. We, today's a Wednesday. We could spend the night. Right. Have Relax. Some, <laughs> we did just come back from an adventure. Cabana and hot right. tub sounds good. <laughs> right. You Brunch know, in the morning. A little more downtime. Like, the thing is, like, Felix has been ready to go. <laughs> you know, because he's just been cooped up in a lab for like. But brunch sounds great. I think he understands that you all just came back from some harrowing adventure. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, how perfect could we have possibly made that? I know, right? Is this? It's as if a random piece of plastic decided our fate there, <laughs> or just Dave being that nice would and, rolling never the, happen. and rolling the dice to see what sound they make. Um, <laughs> no, it really did come up as an eight. Right. It's fantastic. So, uh, sure, you know, let's let's take the night. Maybe we'll maybe I'll we'll I'll draft up some plans, uh, and then uh, we can uh, t- discuss them over brunch tomorrow. Yeah. Does anyone intend to notify the project or the Sea Lords that you will be taking this airship back out into the field? Yes. Oh, right, because it's. I mean, it's still our airship. So, yeah, but I feel like at l- the very least, the generals sh- of these armies might want to know if a third party, You're fourth, fifth, right. sixth party is going to I'll leave come. it up to Jarell and his people yeah. to do the lawful thing and inform the right people. So, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, J- uh, Jarell is definitely going to check in with Zero in the project and not only make sure that the ship is fully stocked, because we're, I mean, I think that they'd be. Yeah. Totally on, totally on board with us going and doing this part. They probably um, already started restocking it the moment we landed. No, yeah. Um, but I also want to make sure that the, what, the dropship or assault vehicle or whatever. Oh, my God, the thing that Zero was building? Is running. <laughs> Another die roll. Let's see. It is one week away from being functional. Oh, we, damn. Okay. I rolled a four. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. Not yet. Because that thing could really come in handy soon. Soon. Mm-hmm. Trademark. Yes. <laughs> it could be functional in two weeks if you bring it with you on the airship. Like, it will yeah. take twice as long to finish, but the last finishing touches can be completed in the launch bay. I think that'd be a good idea. Bring it with us. In its unfinished state? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Zero feels comfortable enough. Uh, with Jed Dim's progress that he is going to allow him to have the helm and he is going to be working on the assault vehicle. Yeah, for, the, for, for cruising routes only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hedrick's actually interested in going back into town and having a party if there's any sort of provisions that need to be stocked in, any sort of stuff besides basic adventuring gear. You're going to have a party? Well, I mean, I could, whatever. If there's an intern or two that can come with me and help me carry some stuff back. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. But I figured, hey, I'll go into town. I'm probably going to play a little bit, and then I'll grab stuff and head back. This is like 80% taco supplies. (laughs) (laughs) Only the essentials. I I feel like if Paradil's going to be doing his uh, provisions shopping, that now would be the time for him to stock up as well. I don't think I need anything. Or, you know... Or if Pregnart needs anything, rather. Yeah, any special orders. Is Quinn getting another fucking hat? 
whatever Ooh, he needs yeah. to oh, get God, his recipes for the few weeks that you will likely be gone on this next campaign. What color was my other one? Purple? Uh, Red? Ragnar does need some uh, some torches. All right. So <laughs> that would come in handy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, you know, the, those of you who don't have dark vision. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Jarrell, you mentioned that you were going to be visiting with Zero at some point. Yes, just to make sure that we're all set and good to leave. Okay, so when you do get to Zero's laboratory here, he's um, finishing up a few uh, extra diagrams and schematics, getting getting his packet of blueprints ready to um, sort of finish constructing the landing vehicle. Okay. Um, while he is doing that, the chief executive enters uh, Zero's bay. Gentlemen. It is very, uh, it is very good to uh, see you on this uh, most auspicious of days. Before you take the field in uh, glorious combat, <laughs> for the benefit of all the nations of the world, and you do this not because it is easy, but because it is hard. <laughs> Did he say it's odd? I mean, I, know, I, think, I think he said it was hard. I think he said it was hard. Had. I will admit that it is also odd the things that you do. <laughs> he's not. He's also not wrong about that. He's, he's going not. But it has come to my attention that uh, both uh, Zero and um, Felix Fizzlebottom, if he comes on this adventure. Could uh, be of assistance to uh, the Omega Project in this most dire time of need. <laughs> oh my God! Certainly. <laughs> he, yeah, of course, yes. I, I mean, as you know, uh, Chief Executive, I, I'm sure I'll have a plan. At the beginning of this summer, uh, the reclusive Doctor Heinz came out of hiding. Um, actually, um. Dr. Heinz? Yes. So um, I'd like you to... Um, you? Who's you? Felix? Yes, Felix. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, to make a check. Uh, we're going to call it a history check with advantage to see if you know who Dr. Heinz is. Oh, with advantage. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, because this is <laughs> Omega Project stuff. Uh, Yeah, that's an eight. That's an eight. I don't know who the fuck that is. His reputation precedes him, but you can't for the life of you tell what the hell he did. His name was pretty big, but it was before your time. Mm. I, Zero interjects, Felix, Dr. Heinz was our professor. Oh, wow. It's been a while. It's been a very long time. He's been on sabbatical for 10 years. I try to, at this point, I'm trying to pay along because unfortunately, that was a class I did not pay attention much in. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I uh, didn't have the same impact on me as it may have other students. Yeah. But he was a, he was pretty wonky even back then. Um, trying to think. Zero wouldn't really mention anything about that because Zero's already too weird to notice how weird Dr. Hines is. <laughs> but uh, Zero mentions that he's been on sabbatical for 10 years, but he was a legendary researcher, um, especially into creating gigantic contraptions. Okay. He, d- he did absolutely legendary work. And then about 10 years ago, he slipped off the grid. He went on sabbatical. Nobody has seen or heard from him since. Seems like this is like how Omega Project scientists retire. 
Is they right. just like fucking Disappear. right? Because they, <laughs> they 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 don't so much retire as they become mad scientists. Right. That's what <sighs> ended up happening to well, several. The the, the, the do is one of them. The late, <laughs> yeah, 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 the late yeah. Igor. Yeah. Um, who then was impersonated yep. by somebody else? But yeah, like he went off and just fucking yeah. retired and did a whole thing. It, it's the terrible end result of the specialization that the Omega Project does is that individual scientists occasionally will sort of outgrow or break away from whatever groups they were in and just do increasingly odd and strange work and sort of devolve into these mad scientists off the grid yeah doesn't happen all the time but there's at least a good one in every other county or so Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) nice okay but dr heinz um at the beginning of this summer so roughly about 100 days ago or so came came to the fore um not so much to the fore but he's revealed himself through doing things again or at least doing things that are visible in his tower in the middle of uh that trination peninsula okay and i i would appreciate if you could uh retrieve the dr heinz as uh it is time to extract him from uh from uh, such a uh, calamitous era error Area. (laughs) (laughs) It's Thursday morning, and I am already drunk. (laughs) Ich bin ein Drinker. (laughs) Wow. They speak German, great. (laughs) The chief executive has its privileges, and some of that means a great deal of uh, Irish cream in my coffee. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> chief executive. <laughs> it really is. It's good to be chief executive. <laughs> All right. So our mission is specifically to go into that area and re- retrieve that and one re- person and, first, at least. And retrieve, yes. yeah, and retrieve Dr. Heinz. Yeah. Like Dr. Heinz. H E I N Z. Oh, okay. Like the ketchup. Sorry, the way you were saying Heinz, I thought it was H E I N T Z. No, he no, he just kind of said it like that. Heinz. Heinz. Heinz or Hunt? Heinz. Heinz. Or Hunt. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Heinz. Ketchup or ketchup? Ketchup or ketchup? <laughs> okay, thank you. So you said he's working in his tower, and that's what we've seen so far? Yes. We've known about the tower for some years, but we did not know it was Dr. Heinz working in there. As he usually develops gigantic contraptions and up until the beginning of this summer there were no giant contraptions <laughs> <laughs> sound logic i suppose no, that makes that makes <laughs> that makes complete sense to me but um, now there were giant contraptions and then they there weren't or something we can't really tell all right mostly because i wasn't paying attention <laughs> <laughs> great uh, I'll probably be able to get the rest of my information from Felix since you know the guy, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, vaguely. Now, yes. if you all excuse me, I have second brunch to get to. Good day, gentlemen. <laughs> good day, chief executive. Uh, a good day to you. Bye-bye. A good day. Second as, he, as he turns, a small uh, device on his uh, hip plays a little fanfare as he walks off. It's almost, but not entirely, unlike Hail to the Chief. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. But it gets a little warbly at the end. 
amazing. Pretty sure that's public though. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. So he he leaves, and now you sort of have purpose if you didn't already for your excursion. Cool. We have extra purpose besides the people. Now, obviously, we leave after second brunch. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely brunched the fuck out on a Did, Thursday morning. Okay. I was, I was going to ask if we ever had first brunch, but yeah, whatever. That goes Just brunch the fuck. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen, we can hand, we can, we can hand wave most brunches at this that. point because yeah, yeah. we just do so much of it. I need some eggs, <laughs> eggs Benny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Breakfast for, pizza. Well, hold on, but hold on, hold on. Now we, need, we do need to establish what second brunch is for everybody because if you think about it, right, like, okay, you've had a big meal to start the day, mm-hmm. presumably, mm-hmm. at sure. your first brunch. How the fuck do you spend a second brunch? I'm having a Cornish hen stuffed with a chili burrito. God damn. <laughs> I recommend the tap ass. Although don't be confused like me. I got slapped very hard by a waitress my first time. There was a bit of a misunderstanding in tap ass. Wait, the what? <laughs> no, I meant, I meant, what, what is the tap? Oh, the t- <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Oof, sorry. Um, so, cool. Thomas. Uh, well, basically, the idea is you get to brunch as early as you can, you know, still barely breakfast, and then you hang out, right. have it at the very end of when it could possibly Correct. be considered brunch. Yes. Right. Which, so which, which, which is what time exactly? Both time zones. Around 11 o'clock in the afternoon. No, no, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> is like brunch is like prime time. That's no, because you get into lunchtime. No, 9 is a little bit early, well, and then what, like, like 11.59? Right. <laughs> no, 11.59 no. is l- I'm sorry. Lunch. I've done lunch. brunch at 2. I've brunched at 1 before. Yeah. I have, I have too. <laughs> I mean, Benny's is open till 2, I that's think. That's more of a linen. You know what, audience? <laughs> when do you think, and you tell us. When you is late us, brunch? When does brunch end for you? When, yeah. when would you consider it no longer brunch but lunch? Tell I'm us on our dinner. I'm say sundown. But is there ever a lunch on a brunch day? Is the sun? You can order lunch for brunch, but it's still brunch. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I feel like when does early dinner start? Liner. Early dinner starts. Yeah. I, think, I think you brunch, you lunch, and then you dinner. Like there's what, no what, other in between. What's the lunches after brunch. they've brunched though? I don't know. You just have a late lunch. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> The scene sort of fades on uh, whatever members of the party are here at brunch (laughs) debating what the limits of brunch really are (laughs) because reality is warped at the cutting edge of saving the world. Pushing Mm -hmm. those limits on brunch. Yes. Look, brunch limits are just as there to be pushed as, you know, the limits on what counts as a successful uh, rescue of uh, a large asset, for example. Right. Look, molten slag pouring out of it doesn't always count, but things get weird at the cutting edge here. Now we have another asset to save in the form of a person. Yes. And him to be saved. Stop calling him names. Above any other people who might need to be saved. Right. That that potential moral conflict and that hovering in the air will be the end of this episode. (laughs) Wait, there's a moral conflict? Oh my god. I feel like your whole, tone there was, your whole yeah. tone there was kind of like tapping into some Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there was a, a moral conflict hovering in the air. Mm. <laughs> That's where I know I've been, my wife has been putting on too much Portlandia while I'm sleeping. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uh, unsure.
<laughs> but yet, but if so, you are sure. confident. But if you are sure that you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We're on Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. And we're also on Facebook at Hapless Heroes Podcast. And every single one of those places will at some point direct you to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server where you should be meeting and interacting with us because that's where we are yes except i've been really crap at it for the last few weeks because i haven't had a computer to work on at work Mm -hmm. and it's been the holidays but i need to be recommitting and getting myself back in and being accessible to you the listening audience oh yeah well i mean at this point by the time this episode airs too like we'll be much more available than we were during the holidays yeah and uh, yeah, we've, we've had we've been talking with people on Twitter and things like that. It's been awesome. It's just a wonderful little time. Yeah. Thanks, you guys are great. Um, you can also debate with us again, like when brunch ends on this Discord server, for example. It's just <laughs> one of the many things. Yes. Now, if you possibly agree with whatever our potential solution is on when brunch should be, and you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Google uh, Play Podcasts. Yeah. They, they change Google it Play. up every now It's just Google again. Play. Yeah, it's Google Play still. Okay. We're on Google. Um, <laughs> and we're hosted on Podbean. We are on um, wherever you get fine podcasts or wherever you get us. Um, and if you really, really like us, though, you could donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash hapless heroes. Thank you, because I wouldn't have remembered that myself. But it's good because you're the one who runs the Patreon, not me. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have various reward tiers on there for, you know, just maybe giving us a buck every now and again and saying we're doing a good job and we super appreciate that. But there are other things at various tiers where you can uh, get certain benefits, whether it be access to a very special channel in our Discord to uh, talk to us about the really important stuff and be all exclusive and hold your pinky up when you drink things. <laughs> or um, there's that really high tier, uh, whatever it is, uh, to submit a story arc. Uh, we just finished one of those. Yep, it was, it was a when good I, time. It was when I did. Definitely awesome. took some great liberties with it, but the, uh, you know, as Omnius is one of the very regular members of our Discord, definitely got the seal of approval, so I think we did it right. Yay. My friends. Yeah. Yay. Very nice. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, train a French bulldog <laughs> to recite one of our episodes word for word. That's, that I love that. Uh, reasonable. Yeah. Please do that. <laughs> reasonable. Uh, yeah. That would be the most fucking adorable that thing was, ever. That's yep. doable. I mean, Scooby-Doo talks. <laughs> Definitely that's, doable. That's yeah. doable. So I'm doable. glad somebody <laughs> immediately recognized the doableness of this challenge. Yeah. Because yeah. that was Do-a- the first thing that came to my mind. Doability. <laughs> right. Like, this is barely an barely an effort, audience. Like, just, like, show us you love us and teach a French bulldog to recite an entire episode. It'll take, what, 11, 12 years? Yeah, come on. That's well within the lifespan of a French bulldog. In well, French. With, well, within my lifespan. Oh, you wanted to translate... In French. To French, okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. It is but a the French only bulldog. thing harder to do than uh, to train that French bulldog to recite our podcast is for us to say goodbye, but that's what we're going to do, <laughs> outroing our cast, starting from my right. As Hedrick the Entertainer, we have Phil. So you're uh, Ari, right? You want to give me a hand going into town? Well, sure, I guess I could do that. <laughs> I do uh, enjoy your music. Oh, oh you like God. that? You like that? Well, thank you. Thank you. I've been playing a long time. And to his right. <laughs> did you just yeah. hit on yourself? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, even I haven't thought of that yet. I'm I mean, it's, it's peak bard. Yeah. I'm breaking down walls. That's amazing. 
To his right, as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, we have Mike. Uh, the author of my own story. To his right, as the fantastic Felix Fizzlebottom, we have Francesco. We have a plan. To his right, as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. Until next time. And to his right, as Pair to Lincoln Woods, we have Zach. Let's go get this, Heinz fellow. <laughs> and my name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm very excited for this adventure will take us. Bye-bye now. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>